Now a word from our sponsor, BetterHelp. When you're dating, it can be so easy to get caught up in the stress and anxiety of every situation. Why aren't they communicating? Why didn't they text me back? Am I getting ghosted? Why is this happening again? Why can't someone commit? I've asked myself all of these questions too, more times than I can count. You wouldn't believe what happens when you approach these situations with a different mindset and focus on solutions instead of problems. I started therapy because I was so stuck on the problems in my dating life. My therapist helped me learn why I was ending up in the same situations over and over and helped me come up with a different way and a different mindset to approach dating. If you're thinking of giving therapy a try, BetterHelp is a great option. It's convenient, accessible, affordable, and entirely online. Get matched with a therapist after filling out a brief survey and switch therapists anytime. Whether you want to be a better problem solver or a better dater, therapy can get you there. Visit betterhelp.com slash other people today to get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp.com slash other people. Well, we met via email. It was a 72 email exchange love affair. Basically, one of my close friends is his manager, and the first email I got was from him about attending a Zoom feedback session for his new movie, which I couldn't attend. And so I ever so politely emailed him why I wouldn't be attending, and he ever so politely responded. He was Tom Hanks, and I was Meg Ryan. And if you don't understand that reference, then I feel sorry for you. But we didn't even know what each other looked like or... I didn't know what he looks like until eventually around email 65, he adds me on Instagram. I mean, I get it. I guess the modern next step had to happen eventually, right? But I'll never forget the excitement of checking my emails and seeing his name pop up in my inbox. You've got mail, except it's not AOL, but we can pretend. So I sent a DM to this girl, which I personally think is the best way to go about approaching girls or approaching people in general just through Instagram DM because your whole background is right there. Like they can click on your page, look through your stuff and kind of get a feel for who you are. So um, I would just shoot my shot on Instagram DM always. And I DM this girl, Ellie, and I said, just messing around, like nothing serious. I was like, whatever. Um, I heard you think I'm hot. And like I just made that up, like never heard anything about her. We just had a couple mutual friends and I thought she was really pretty. So I just wanted to like shoot my shot, like I said before. And it took her like two weeks to reply. And she replied with, you heard wrong, ha ha ha. And then I just wrote back, I don't believe you. And that was it. Like that was in November, I think of 2017. And then fast forward to the summer of 2018, we were both standing outside this bar, but like didn't know, like, I didn't know she was there. She didn't know I was there. And one of my friends screamed out my name saying like, yo, what's up? And then she heard, overheard, like, who's, who's Johnny Lazarus? And I like, I said, I am, why? And then I looked at her and I like recognized her. I was like, oh my God, you're Ellie. And then we just started like, you know, I was like, oh my God, I DM'd you, like, sorry if that was weird, um, which I wasn't sorry about, obviously. But we then just uh, stood in line together, talked the whole night, then got an Uber to a different bar that she ended up getting into and I didn't. So then I went back to the original place we met and then she posted an Instagram that following Monday and I just commented on it saying, miss you, just to be goofy and whatever. And she then DM'd me saying, hey cutie, did you ever get into the bar? And I said, no, so funny, why are we DMing? Like, what's your number? Scroll up, I remember DMing you, blah, blah. And then she laughed, gave me her number and then we started texting and now, almost two years later, we're dating. So everyone should Instagram DM, it's the best. 
Before we get started in today's episode, do want to give a quick shout out to our sponsor, Mindset Wellness CBD, which you guys have heard us talk about now. And yet again, I do need to say that these things are legit as hell and great. And a lot of people message us saying, like, should I actually, like, do they actually work? How do they actually make you feel? And I'm like, yo, they're actually amazing. And so I take these things, I take the rest ones, uh, CBD gummy squares with a little bit of melatonin. They taste really good. Uh, they're also, you know, non-GMO, organic, gluten-free, uh, and they help me go to sleep. They help me just kind of like chill out. Um, you know, it's not like an addictive thing. It's just a, a vibe. It's what we call curating a vibe, which I'm going to trademark right here, right now. And we love a vibe. We love a vibe. Got you guys a code. Seeing other people for 10% off and free shipping. Message either one of us or just go ahead and give them a follow on our Instagram. Uh, MindsetWellnessCBD.com to get these things. And they're perfect if you're just trying to like fall asleep to some YouTube or to The Office or whatever it is you're watching, Love Island or old seasons of Bachelor in Paradise, which is what I was doing. Um, or if you're trying to block out some sounds from your noisy neighbors. Uh, these are the perfect things to help you do that. Anyway, they are really great. I've really been loving them. Mindset Wellness CBD has been a great sponsor for us and just a really cool company overall. So go support them. Go check them out. And with that, let's get into the episode. Hey guys, it's Alana. And Jonah. And welcome back to another episode of Seeing Seeing Other People. people. Jonah, are you seeing other people? I am seeing other people. Are you? But are you seeing people other than the people you're seeing? Um, no, no, I'm not. Well, I'm I'm currently seeing my friend Jeremy. I have a buddy out here. (laughs) Me and him are on a little brotherhood retreat out in Watermill, New York. It's beautiful. Uh, And he's visiting from LA. He's a screenwriter. I actually posted about him on one of our recent AMA days. He's a wonderful cook, filmmaker, chef, uh, writer. And we got a couple people who actually DM'd asking about his single eligibility. And I was hopefully able to point them in the direction of his DMs, which is topical to today's subject, which is, is how to meet people or better yet, meet cute stories and instances that are digital, but that aren't done over the apps. Yeah, I know so often we're hearing from all of you about how dating apps are not working for you. And yes, there are so many people that dating apps do work for. And we've heard so many amazing love stories come from dating apps. However, it doesn't always work. It's not a magic pill that you can take where you sign up and you're guaranteed to meet someone. And it's been a hard year. It's been a lonely year for a lot of us. And we all are hoping to meet that person. And when dating apps aren't working, we start to get create like a little creative and figure out where else we can meet people. So that's what this episode is all about. We have some of the answers for you, hopefully. And we're also going to share some stories from people who did meet in other ways. Cause the, the there more are that, other ways. The more time that happens with this show and the more that we look at digital dating, the more I think that dating apps are like literally at the bottom of the list in terms of best ways to meet people online. Sincerely, which is which is insane because that's the whole purpose of them. But like, you get what yes I'm saying? Yes and no. I mean, yeah, you know, I agree because they're not easy. They are not made to be easy. I think in theory, the companies want them to be easy. However, it's not when there's so many options out there and creating a good profile is not simple. So I think though it is a very common way, yeah, it's not necessarily the best way, like you said. 
I also think that we've established that any app can be a dating app. And that's not saying that every app should be a dating app. But, you know, when it comes down to it, dating is such an integral part of... um, Think about it this way, you know, let's say you're using LinkedIn and you sign into someone's DM on LinkedIn. That's the same as going to a networking event and seeing someone that you're like, wait, I should ask them out. So it's the same sort of relation. And by that theory... Dating apps are like going to a singles like speed dating event, and neither one of us has ever done anything like that before. So again, trying to prove this theory that dating apps are the least effective way of actually meeting is what I'm trying to get at. So to prepare for this, basically, guys, what we're going to talk about right now is ways not using dating apps that you can meet people and a couple of the apps that I think we can discuss here, Lana, Instagram, TikTok, Twitter. LinkedIn, Facebook. I'm going to go so far as to add Spotify, the comment section of certain Instagrams, which is, I guess, an Instagram specific. And then I'm also going to say Venmo. And I'm also going to say Letterboxd. Um, I don't even know what Letterboxd is, but I'm excited to find out. I'm going to add in Words with Friends, Clubhouse. Okay. What else? Um, I think more will come along the way. And I, I think I mentioned this on an episode before, but this just brings me back to like, Club Penguin. I was my little penguin bouncing around, going to people's igloos, and I would make little penguin relationships and like have crushes and plan to meet that person again in that igloo again in a few days. And that was my first dating app. That's uh that's a good one. Would you do that today? Honestly, yeah. I really would. Okay. <laughs> Though I'm not sure. I'm not sure the people I would be meeting are in my desired dating pool. They're probably about 10 or 15 years younger than that. So I don't think it would be an effective method at this point in my life. Copy you. But I'll try. I'll try and report back. So prior to this episode, I scoured the New York Times vows section, which I recommend to anybody who enjoys writing about romance or is just curious about how people are meeting. And I looked through about like 50 articles of people and how they met. And What's interesting is there's a strong, strong lack of people who have met it during these ways we're going to describe, at least in the vows section. So maybe one of the things we could say is maybe people aren't getting married. Like if you sign to a DM, does that lead to marriage? Um, Now, that's an assumption. I just wonder that perhaps the story that when they're pitching the vows writer, they don't get into that sort of specific detail. I'm going to give you an example. I went through 20 different of these things, okay? Maybe 50. And they start off with apps. So one I found says coffee meets bagel. So this couple met on coffee meets bagel. Obviously, they got married. And funny enough, they... Well, what is... Alana, do you know the premise of coffee meets bagel? I know that they give you one person a day. But why is it called coffee meets bagel? Probably because a normal... Like a date that you could go on is like a little coffee date. And it's like you have your bagel with your coffee. You're trying to find that other half of your breakfast. You know, you want to wake up and have your bagel and coffee on a Sunday morning when you're a little hungover from your date the night before. Okay. (laughs) So these people met at Gramercy Bagels, which I thought was funny. And maybe that's because they met on Coffee Meets Bagel. But so they had a 6 a.m. date off of Coffee Meets Bagel. I just flagged that one because I thought that was interesting. Then there was another one where... Again, not on apps. This is someone who just hired a lawyer looking for for her company and then they fell in love. But then you get a little more interesting. You get a little more specific. So this couple spotted each other on J-Swipe in March 2017. And then two friends urged them to meet. So you get a little bit of half work there. You get the app and then you get the friends. 
who were mutual friends of those people helping make that connection happen, which I think is interesting. And then I just flagged this one because again, not specific, but I imagine there was some DMing happening here. This couple met during a flight from New York to LA. They were traveling to Coachella. Shut and, up. And she Shut was traveling. Sorry. Off. He was traveling to Coachella and she was traveling to a bachelorette party. Wow. That's the dream right there. That That's like both of our dreams, except it'd be stagecoach. That's thank you. Thank you. Yeah. I got you. Don't worry. Holy uh, shit. That's a dream. Yeah. Hot take, by the way, guys. I do like country music. So I wait. No, for real. Flag. I used to be convinced that my bachelorette party would be. Coachella but like we'd have like a sick villa we'd all have like VIP passes and I, my friends were like Alana please don't make us go to Coachella and I'm like but like it would be like lit Coachella we'd be doing it right and like Alana please like just go to Coachella ball out on your own and then like just don't make have us you, do it have you been me. to Coachella before yes I have okay oh and so do you do you, do you still want your bachelor party there because that could happen for you. It could happen for me, but I don't want to force my friends to go to a music festival when they don't want to. That's very fair and very nice of you. But I truly can't think of like a happier version of Alana than frolicking around Coachella. Yeah. Um, wow. Okay. So then Continue. the last one, the last one here is going to, is going to sort of prove my thesis. I'm just sort of showing that this is as close as we got to what I'm talking about. What I think we're going to get into. So Courtney Page just wanted to find a cute little spot to have a drink with her friend as a way to celebrate her recent move to Red Hook, Brooklyn. A CLS. She, CLS. She went on the infatuation Instagram page, um, looking up cute bars in Brooklyn. And she commented on one saying how great she thought it looked because they served like mojitos in a parrot in like a parrot cup. And this guy clicked her username, this guy Tyler, looked her up, thought she was super cute, and commented saying, Why don't we why don't we go together? So these two people started dating because they met in the comment section of an infatuation list. Chills. Um on the internet. I and yeah, and so she commented, he followed, they fell in love. That is the title of that piece. So that's what we're getting into. Alana, talk to me about what you think. I think a lot of our listeners say that the DM can be intimidating and it can also be like, is it creepy? Can we get a line here that DMs are anything but creepy? Yeah, I think they're... I, well, here's the thing. is like I do have a lot of creepy DMs in my DMs. It, they're only creepy if you make it creepy. If you make it like kind and normal, then it's not creepy. If you're just like, hey, like saw you or heard this thing about you or saw you are interested in blah, blah, blah. Like, let's like, would love to do this. Would love to get, you know, to know you more. Not creepy. I think, and that goes for anything. Like that goes for any message that you're sending to anyone anywhere. It's, it's creepy if you make it creepy. Yeah. And so the act of DMing is not creepy, but DMs can be creepy. Correct. Okay. And here's what I'll say about, I think all of these methods, like, and, and we can get into the nitty gritty of each more but i think the big thing is that you have to actually like put yourself out there you have to put in the after the effort in order to make it work like a dating app you can make your profile and you can sit there and i know a lot of people like have the profile but they don't actually swipe they don't look through their potentials they just wait for people to like them and then they look through that so they just sit there trying not to do the work if you want to use any of these other methods to meet people, you have to put in the work. You have to 
explore what's out there. You have to send that message. You have to follow that person. You have to do whatever, like you have to do what it's going to take to get yourself in that situation, which is actually a great thing because we're all here out here. Like if you're listening to this, you're probably somewhat intentional about your dating life. And so like, here's me saying like, I am holding you accountable to put in the little bit of work that it's going to take. Yeah. I mean, this is why I don't like dating apps because, and why I encourage people to look at every digital app as a way to possibly meet someone. Because like we've talked about, dating apps are so hard, you know, to come up with a funny prompt answer. So it's almost like we were saying in a recent episode that we recorded, like, it's like when someone says, tell me a joke, like there's so much pressure on that next line. But people can, you can learn so much about people when they don't try to tell you about themselves, which is why I think all these digital tools can be used as a way to meet people romantically. And like, yes, again, on paper, I understand these are all professional sometimes tools. It's not like everything's a dating app, but come on, fucking people. It's 2021. All we think about is who we can date, like, you know, if you're single. So let's talk about Instagram DM. Let's just get past this. You can DM anyone on Instagram. Please don't be creepy about it. But please feel free to treat Instagram as a way to reach out to someone. They might not see it. You heard our Jared Freed episode. You got to put your cards on the table. I would like to remember if what you ask for, if they don't give you what you ask for, then it's a no. Like if you ask for drinks and they're just, they don't respond about drinks, but they keep like occasionally talking to you or replying to a story or something, they're just keeping you on the back burner because like they think you're hot and they think you're an option. Right. The sh- so the we should, but, they, but, but you also got to be super clear. You got to yeah. say, I would love to get drinks with you sometime here and at this time. It's yes. got to be explicitly clear. Also, if no matter who you are, if you are private and you're signed into someone's DM, think that's Thumbs not fair. Down. Thumbs down. That's, a, that's not fair. And this person is, there's no nice way of saying, hey, can you send me some photos of you to make sure... You're right. a human being. So don't put the other person in that situation. If you're signing to somebody and you're private, send either go on private or send a picture. Be like, hey, I can see your profile. Here are some of my stuff on my profile. Yep. That's just like common courtesy. And you got to think about that. It's not personal. It's not about you. It's about them being able to have that equal playing field. So you have DM, you have the comment section, as we saw with that New York, you know, that New York Times vows section. Um, I actually think the comment section, I just want to elaborate on that. I think it's a really, really great way. You can go look at the accounts, the, the specific niche accounts. Let's say you love books. You go to the literary New York Times IG and you look in those comments and you see who's engaging and what they're saying and how they're acting. Yeah. I, like You might find someone you connect with there. And again, bars in Brooklyn, you see some people being like, hey, we should, I want to go here. That place looks awesome. You never know if you're going to click on your own Courtney page and be like, wow, like she's yep. awesome. Yeah. Let's move on to Twitter. I think Twitter's okay. a good one. I've okay. actually, I've definitely come up with a lot of like, I've created friendships and communities off of Twitter. And one creative thing that I've actually done beyond just tweeting that like, if anyone know, if any of my Twitter friends know anyone, let me know. I actually have my Twitter cover photo set. Do any of my friends happen to know any single, cute, nice boys in New York City, ages 26 to 31, who don't suck at communicating and won't play games or ghosts, asking for a friend? That is my current cover photo on Twitter. And, and do you get engagement from that? I get engagement from that. I, I, I get a mix of people sliding into my DMs being like, saw your cover photo, like... I wish or like I wish you didn't I wish you lived in like wherever place I live or I have someone for you and I haven't it hasn't like led to anything substantial but there has been outreach so it's like maybe 
there will be outreach from the one at some point. That's wonderful. And yeah, yeah, that's, that's, I mean, I don't, I don't use Twitter, but uh, that's, that's sounds like it's at least working for you in in a positive way. Yeah. I'll, I'll sort of hit you with a counter on that one too. Let's talk about TikTok. TikTok Mm -hmm. is in my opinion, the best dating app currently usable. And here's why you can make a post, just a shot of your face with some fun music. And it's like, here's who I am. And you can just sort of express yourself however you want. Um, and the image is going to be high quality because TikTok does a great job of quality control, sound control. And you might get on the For You page, you might like blow up, you know, whatever. But like the amount of people, honestly, friendship connections I've made on TikTok has been yeah. like sincerely impactful. And I think it could go in the direction of romantic ones too, totally. if that's what I was looking for. So treating TikTok as a way to meet people by sort of putting yourself out there or looking through the comments is totally a way to do it. And I would encourage you not to be... Let's say you go on TikTok, you find that person, you're like, Oh my God, I have a huge crush on this person. They're so funny, or maybe they play guitar or something like that. Go find them on Instagram and DM them. Because you can't do a message on TikTok unless they follow you. You know, Maybe comment, I have a crush. Because you can say crazy shit on TikTok that's like funny. Like, here here I am with a crush There are no rules. Everything goes. Everything's acceptable. Yes. Alana, talk to us about LinkedIn etiquette for dating. Well, first, the other thing I've seen on TikTok that I think is incredible is people are showcasing their friends. People are showcasing their single friends if they're in a relationship. If like that person themselves is in a relationship or not looking, they're like, I am putting my single friend, Jonah, on blast. This is who he is. This is what he's like. And those things, those videos spread like fucking wildfire. Like everyone is so into them. They go so far. And I I know I've commented on a ton of them being like, where do I sign up? And it hasn't worked for me yet. I have not been hit back up, but that's probably because I didn't take the extra step to go find their Instagram. Like you You got to DM them. You got to DM them. Yeah. I've also seen people uh, showcasing their friends in Facebook groups. I'm in a lot of different Mm. Facebook communities and people are like, okay, like here's a single whatever, whoever in whatever place, like this is what they're like. Do you or someone you know, like, would you be a match? And it's really awesome to see so many people coming together and just like everyone's rallying together for love and it's heartwarming AF. LinkedIn. I think you go about LinkedIn, you have to go about it in a more professional way, of course, but it's just like, hey, like, we have X, Y, Z in common, or I'm super interested in blah, blah, blah. I see we have mutual friends, like would love to jump on a call. And you just go from there. I think, Mm. I think jump on a call. Wait, 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 what? I feel like the, the, is that like an LinkedIn etiquette of like flirting? Like let's jump on a call. Actually, hold on. I did flirt with someone on LinkedIn once. Wait, I have to pull this up. Please do. Um, while Alana's pulling that up, I just want to say that my experience on LinkedIn has been anything but that. And I actually recently made my LinkedIn headline like, Hey, if you want to get in touch with me, just email me because sincerely, every message I get on here, it seems like it's written by a robot. Like it just everyone on LinkedIn, no matter how articulate you are, and maybe it's just my own like networks, but like everyone comes off like a fucking robot on LinkedIn. Hey, look in the look in the market that latest thing to get in touch. New, new line, new line, new line, like emoji of like a camera. And it's like hustle 2021. We would love to connect about your AP. I'm like, if this is real, great. But why are you talking like you're not a real person? Right. Maybe they are a robot. I don't know. Alana's looking up. All right. Here, it was, uh, here we go. 
This guy, Mike, who I, I've actually, we've met in the past years ago. He's a cousin of a friend. And she at one point tried to set us up. Hey, Alana, thanks for accepting my invite to connect. Looks like we have a bunch of mutual connections. Do you work in influencer marketing or content creation at Hinge? Because I was still at Hinge at the time. And I screenshot it and said to my friend Jamie, I was like, I guess he doesn't remember me. Like, I don't know if, like, is he flirting? And so I was like, so I responded, Hey, Mike, you are so welcome. Looks like we do. Almost as if we've met before and and or previously chatted on a Jewish dating app. Crazy to think we weren't already connected via LinkedIn. Unfortunately for us both, I work in neither at Hinge as I no longer work at Hinge. For the time being, I'm employed by a small fluffy dog named Zoe. My responsibilities include providing tummy rubs and giving treats. If any of those are helpful to your role as business development rep at blah, blah, blah. Don't hesitate to reach out. Let me know how I can be of service. And he, and he thought it was the funniest thing ever. Then he felt like an idiot. And then we just started, we had just like went from there as like, like flirt chatting. That's great. I love that flirt chatting. And I love the way that you sort of applied your personal, like, you know, a lot of twists to what could be like a job description. Right. And I, I responded in the, that professional LinkedIn manner, For but sure. in a funny way. Yeah. I think it's, I think it's amazing. Yeah. Um, okay. So LinkedIn totally allowed. And I think your example is super creative and fun. Um, I mentioned an app. Well, I mentioned Spotify. So Spotify, I think is an interesting one in that you could look up a playlist of like, let's say you love Nora Ephron jazz music from you've got mail. (laughs) You know, I follow this one, um, shout out to Carrie. I don't think she listens to this, but she's like a writer and I love her Spotify things. Like her and I matched on an app and I thought she, and like we, I seen her on Twitter, but like her on an app, I was like, she's, she's like, cool, whatever. And then I saw like how like the details she puts into her Spotify playlists where they're like really specific titles, like Nora Ephron fall and sad music to feel happy and all these different things. And I was like, shit, this is really cool. And like, you have a really great understanding of like music. And I was like, kind of like, it just added a layer to her that I like, didn't right. know existed. And I was like, this is a way that you could totally meet someone that if you, Alana Spotify playlist like Jonas Brothers from 2007 to make you want to party and you found some dude who had the perfect curation of music like that. Yep. Would you not reach out to him or at least I look him up? I would absolutely do that. Yeah. But again, again, this goes back to what we were saying before is you have to put in the effort. All of these things yes. is like you have to actively be trying. Yes. And we know that sometimes is a problem for people. People want things to just happen magically for them and people to like them and DM them. And the thing is, if we all think that way, nothing will ever happen. Unfortunately. Spoiler alert. Um, Any thoughts on Spotify? I agree with everything you just said. You agree? Yeah, I agree. What was the one that you mentioned that I... Letterboxd. So I'll give you a quick pitch on Letterboxd. Letterboxd is my new favorite one. Basically, Letterboxd is a website that is Rotten Tomatoes meets Tumblr meets Twitter. And it is a way for you to log your movies and write little Ooh. comments on them. It's not like you're giving a Rotten Tomatoes score. You're basically, for example, you could watch... Alana, let me think of a movie that uh, maybe... What's the most recent movie you watched? I watched... Oh, no. It's probably like last week and I don't remember it. Okay. Let's just say... A Cinderella last night I... Story. Okay, My favorite great. movie. We'll go with that. So Cinderella story, you can go on your letterbox, you can put in your top five movies and you can my, write Wow, my favorite movie would be a Cinderella story. Sorry. That's a great continue. movie. You can put it in your top five and you can comment like 
no best score in you know amazing score like something you can just say it's like an instagram comment but it's your review of the movie and you can build these really curated lists and there's like letterbox influencers so like i could go look up again this girl carrie actually who i keep mentioning she has a really great letterbox presence too and she has like you know she's like here are movies that are that are uh pitched as action comedies but are secretly gay romance films so there's like fun ways to do like these like different titles and yeah you can just like it's a way to like you can comment you can like it's kind of like meeting in a chat room but a chat room about movies and so i just think it's a really fun way to meet people um and even get that because if you have the same alignment on the types of movies you like that's a really strong start in terms of building a relationship Definitely. I've actually heard that there's been research proven that couples that have been married for a while or have been together for years and years, the couples that actually sit down together every night or most nights of the week and watch either a movie or a TV show, they they stay together longer and are happier long term. And that's actually, I've always thought that was really fascinating. And it's probably because they have that mutual thing to always talk about and bring them together at the end of the day. I met my girlfriend of six months as of this week on Instagram through a queer dating profile called Hot Mespian Hotties, where you can submit a few pictures of yourself and answer some questions, and then you get posted. We had actually matched on a couple of dating apps over the summer, but nothing had come of it. But when I saw her post on Instagram, I decided to give it one more shot because I knew she was cute, she was Jewish, and she liked to bake. I was the boldest I've ever been in my whole life, and I slid into her DMs, which is very out of character for me. Turns out she remembered me too. We went on our first date in early October, and that was it. We were both clearly into each other from day one. No games, no nothing. And my grandma is obsessed with her now, so clearly she's in. Plus, Gilmore Girls is both of our comfort TV show, so how could I find a better match than that? So I was following this TikTok trend, which was like, you know, tell me your blank without telling me your blank. I'll go first. Um, and so I said, uh, tell me you're a six foot tall Jewish man who lives in Los Angeles in his late 20s to early 30s, knows how to drink something other than an old fashioned, uh, has a sense of humor, didn't vote for Trump. I, I was really specific in what I was looking for, you know, without telling me all of those things. Uh, you go first. And it was really just a joke because I have zero success on dating apps, finding anybody who meets all of that criteria, because apparently I'm very picky. Um, I was literally just making a joke about how picky I was and I posted it on TikTok and I posted it on my Instagram reels just because I thought it would be funny. Um, and I ended up getting something like 600 likes on TikTok and a bunch of duets on TikTok and, uh, um, a couple of people, you know, responded to my reel on Instagram. Um, and I actually went on a couple dates with this guy who, you know, said he had a sense of humor and our first date was to a comedy show and we got along pretty well you know i don't know if it's necessarily gonna go anywhere but uh i'm sick of the apps and so i thought i would try something different how to pivot so alana tell us a little bit about the segment we have coming up in this episode we have a special someone who's going to be joining us we do oh boy this is this is going to be a, a wild ride so speaking of not meeting people on dating apps i have history with a very 
good friend of mine, Alex, who is going to be coming on the show in a few moments. And Alex and I had a little, not not a little thing. We had a big thing. We had a, a big saga that we will get into. And we did not meet on an app. We actually met in the elevator of our apartment building that we both Love lived that. in. It was Love like a 17 floor building. And we met in the elevator. And the rest is history that you're about to hear. And a welcome to our very wonderful guest, Alex. Say hey. Hey, Alana. Hey, Jonah. What up? How's it going? How are you guys? I'm doing well. You guys I'm, met in an elevator? I'm thrilled oh, to hear it. You yeah, guys so met speaking. in an elevator? Just okay, jumping right okay. into it. Nice uh, there's no, I'm, uh, too many podcasts. I do too much small talk. <laughs> I, I'm here for the... I, I just want to get into it. I like to not make our audience wait. Yeah. So speaking of not meeting on a so dating no, app. No talking about the weather or anything like that. Okay. No other. No other. Screw the weather. All right. We met yeah. not on a dating app. Alex, give, give, it, yeah. give the listeners the lowdown on how we met. I think so. It was October 2016. So coming on almost five years ago. Um, I think I was in the gym. We ended up meeting outside of the elevator, outside of the gym in the basement of the Grayson building on 28th and 2nd, Kips Bay. Wait, yeah. wait so you were you both were going... Very- this- you were this wearing a, Duke shorts. I remember that. I don't remember that. I do because that's how <laughs> I stalked you after. Oh, right. There was a whole stalking phase afterwards. There was did a whole guys, stalking phase. Did you, did you give a first and last name or were you able to deduce who he was based off he of just gave, the he shorts? He gave a first name. He mentioned, he, he, we talked about like where he went to school. He graduated a year before me and he had a younger sister who went to my school. That's all I knew. And... I proceeded to walk into my apartment and go to my roommates. I just fell in love with in the elevator. He lives somewhere in the building. And with that I, little information, we figured out who he was. And I had been dating somebody else at the time for you know a while, even after that. So this is just, I mean, this is just solely introduction. I didn't go back to my apartment and say anything. No, I don't remember that. at least. But, but later that same day, there I was a knock other, on my door. Two other girls in the elevator and it was her two roommates I didn't put it together at the time. But they had just spent four hours stalking him. So they knew exactly who he was when they also ran into him in the elevator. Wait, so hold on. You knew who... So so Alex, you have a sister. Alana, you knew the sister's name or only that he had a sister? No, only that he had a sister. That went to Syracuse. So what was the process by which knowing that information that you then found him? (sighs) I, I was asked, there was a lot. There was a lot of LinkedIn. There was a lot of Google. There was a lot of. Well, break it down. Break it down I, the specifics. We knew. Okay. So I think he mentioned like his sister's group of friends in school. So I think I start okay. like my roommates and I were on a little like FBI hunt here asking people if they knew someone who had an older brother who graduated from Duke in 2015 and okay. I think that it was like process was of elimination. Late. Then I don't, I honestly don't know, but we ended up getting to him. I was watching videos of him on YouTube giving presentations in Arabic, I think. I, I studied Arabic in college, yeah. And yes. I had a couple of speeches on YouTube. <laughs> so, anyway, I figured out who he was. Yeah. There was a lot of research that went into it. Um, and we became best friends. I mean, we lived in the same building. We became really we, close. We became really close. We hung out all the time. Our roommates were friends. Our friends became friends. And we saw we saw Get Out together. We which did was, see we, Get Out together. We all remember that awesome movie. Great from, movie. Yeah. yeah, we did. In theaters. Don't we yeah. miss theaters? But you guys 
I mean, that transcended. This isn't a this isn't a podcast about friendships, is it? It's no. not. So what happened next? I, I'm telling the story. So I think it was early June, late May, early June, 2018, and I hadn't seen Alana for a number of months. I think she was in another relationship or. Something was going on. I, I moved um, out. I was in a bad place is where I was. She, she, by the time we, like, I, we kind of reconnected, we didn't stop being friends. We just hadn't spoken in a while. Yeah. By the time we reconnected, I, I, I was single at the time. I just had like a thought and I was thinking, I was like, oh, like would, would friends with benefits be fun? And this is like an internal thought in my head. Hmm. So I remember I, I was her, at, I was at the gym. He sends me a gif of a scene from friends with benefits. And I was like, Dot, dot, dot. Wait, what? Just, Justin Timberlake and Mila Kunis. And I think I followed up with a picture of Natalie Portman and Ashton Kutcher. The better movie, by the way, is that one. Is No Strings no string, Attached. No Strings Attached. Awesome yeah, better movie. film. Yeah. But the, wait, so you but you guys hadn't like hooked up at this point? Never. It was just, Never. Your, your, your first move to transcend this from friendship to more than friendship was to send a gif from Friends with Benefits? Yeah, it was more of like, ha, with like, wouldn't that be funny? You know? Okay. I, I don't. Th- I don't think Not either it. of us. Like, there were, it, I don't think it wasn't actually like intentional. It was kind of just like ha ha ha. And then we were both like, oh okay. wait wait wait. <laughs> we ended up meeting like that same night, like on a street corner, to discuss we the terms of, of, yeah. of, of what this could possibly be if we were. Exterior street, it. exterior street corner night. Okay. And this is not, yeah, you guys just been on a street corner. You it must have been, been a restaurant. It must've been 10 PM on Monday. She was walking home to her cousin's apartment. I think cause he wasn't staying there at the time. Yeah, she after was alone watching in her cousin's apartment. And we did on her way back. I, I just kind of met her outside and I was like, Oh, so are we going to do this? Nice. And she was like, not tonight. <laughs> <laughs> and we basically went through and discussed okay. like what each of our terms would be like how this mm. would work for us what yeah. we would have to do if xyz situation happened we agreed that nobody would know we were not going to tell a soul not except, a single one except, of our except could, for my therapist mental health professionals were, were on like we're okay <laughs> but we we're like let's just keep it completely quiet and just you know no cuddling no sleepovers and, and, and it has was, to, if, if one it. person starts to develop feelings they have to tell the other immediately and we call it off no yeah. cuddling no sleepovers hold on so we, we, we might we might have cuddled once or twice. We definitely cuddled, but it definitely wasn't the first time. Hey, we we cuddled all the way to Europe. So, uh, <laughs> did you guys write down the terms, or was this a verbal agreement? Well, most well, we we had yeah. Alana's there, shaking there, her head. Yes, it, it was it was papered. It was papered. It was okay, papered. In, we, in we honorary, in honorary, some in honorary, obviously in in real life, unenforceable, but between friends with benefits sure. contract that I typed up me being at the end of my second year of law school. Oh, I love that. I love that you got to put that law degree to use. Well, it's, this is crazy because there's a scene in my movie where they literally have a sex contract. Um, oh, so, so it's a thing. No, you understand when I watched Jonah's movie for the first time, I was like, holy shit, this literally happened to me. <laughs> Except for he That's wants funny. cuddling and she doesn't. That's like a big point of that conversation. Okay. He's like, I want cuddling. And he, she's like, no way. And then he's like, no, I need cuddling. So I'm surprised yeah. neither one of you took a stance on cuddling. We, which ended is, up, we definitely ended up cuddling. I think Alana was like, yeah, we just cuddled. I was like, mm. and then we Shut did up. at some point. That's not true. <laughs> so, Maybe not. But um, okay, so, so that happened for summer 2018. And then it might have... It might have fizzled out at some point before the end of the summer. Yeah. Um, and I was going abroad in the fall. I spent my the first semester of my of my third year in law school abroad. I went to Hamburg in Germany. I'd never been to Europe. Uh, so I took the I took advantage. There was a good business law program there. Anyway, I go to Germany. 
in August. Bye bye, Alex. Yeah. Um, sometime in September. You know, and Alana and I have been talking, you know, here and there. Occasionally, I was like, I was trying to plan, you know, fun weekends in Europe. So sure. I was like, I want to do a weekend in Budapest and Prague. Are you down? Do you want to come? I was like, <laughs> absolutely, yeah. Like I'm there, and I'm, I'm, and it wasn't, it wasn't like, oh my god, like I need to be like whisked away to Europe with this guy. It was more so like we would have so much fun doing that. Like we yeah. were gonna have the best time, right. and I'm so down yeah. for that. So why not? Okay. So we planned four nights, two nights first in Budapest, and then we booked a Ryanair flight to Prague for two more nights. It was a very rough flight for me. Yeah, well, we so, get so now you guys are a traveling couple. You're jet setting so, Europe as a couple. So fast yeah. forward, <laughs> we're we're on a honeymoon. Yeah. <laughs> we, it, it, felt, it felt very honeymoonish. It was, and here's, I mean, here's the thing: like going into it, my friends were like, "Well, like, are you guys going to hook up?" Like, I was like, "I don't know." Like, honestly, I don't know because at the end of the summer we weren't, and I, by the end like, of the we summer were, we weren't right. By the end of the summer we weren't, yeah. and we had we had talked about me visiting him before the whole ordeal started. So I was like, I honestly don't know. And yeah. then we got okay. there and it was a honeymoon. Yeah. We were staying in a hotel in Budapest. We ran around for a little bit. We did, you know, we, the initial adrenaline rush when you get somewhere new is you want to leave the hotel. So we left the hotel. You know, I think we went to, we did a couple of, we did some sightseeing and then we were pretty tired, came back. It was the sort of, it was the pre-dinner getting ready. Is something about to happen? Is there like an event that's about to happen or, or what to describe? Is something... What happened at the no, free dinner? Oh, okay, copy. I was like, oh, so, I was like, I was like, <laughs> like oh, and then she said, "I we, love you," and it was like, no, no, oh, like we, we had sex. We had sex in the hotel, and then and then nice. bathroom, showered, put our bathrobes on, and went to dinner. And Wait, then so had a, and then had a cruise at night on the uh, on the Danube. But you guys had obviously slept together before this moment in time, Correct. right? This is I mean, this is October October eleventh to fifteenth in twenty eighteen, and we started this in June twenty. And how, are you guys seeing other people? Wow. I just accidentally used the name wow. of our podcast. Yeah. In the podcast. Well, well, now yeah, we are. I, now well, we are. I, I, had a, I had a really big crush actually on a coworker at the time. I remember the, I remember thinking this was interesting. And it was yeah. very so interesting. Strange. Were you guys actively going on dates and sleeping with other people while you were in your friends with benefit contract? And then it's part B of that question. If you were, were you um, informing one another of those details? I don't think I, I was very busy that summer because I, I had a, an internship um, at a law firm. Okay. And besides, I, I don't think I went on any dates, any other dates that summer. Yeah. Okay. And, and, I, I was going, I and I was going abroad and I, I didn't, I was busy and I didn't need to. <laughs> yeah. And I definitely wasn't. I, it takes, it takes me a lot of comfort and trust to even sleep with someone. So like, and I, I'm not the person who could like be with two people at once at all. Right. Okay, so so what is the difference between being in a relationship and what you guys entered into? Well, we weren't we weren't going to be a couple. We weren't. We weren't what, what, be. what define couple? Well, here's the thing. I I feel like at, at the Good end question. of the trip, at the end of the trip, I think I went back to the U.S. <laughs> and you were there. And I think for a little while, we both kind of felt like, oh, like when you get back, we'll probably date. I felt a pit in my stomach when she left. Like this suck, like, mm. like you know, like you know when when you. I do. Yeah, you know. Well, so and, and and it was like upsetting. We had such a great week, and all of a sudden, boom, she was yeah. gone, and I was out of the country for another two months. Right. But so, and she had just started yeah. working for Hinge too. I guess so. This is so. I think the answer is that you guys were just in a relationship with each other. That sounds like that sounds like what's happening. You were just in a relationship. Like, like no, but like there were moments. 
Yeah. Well, I guess I'm telling you guys. I'm telling you guys you were. It's not really like I'm asking because you guys were in this bubble of like not necessarily seeing it. But from the outside perspective, you you were exclusive to each other. You were traveling the world together. You clearly had feelings for each other. What am I missing that would say that you guys weren't an actual couple? We just it was just never defined. It was, it was just never enough time to develop. And by the time I gotten back, we had there, there you know there were some fights, and Ooh. it took yeah. it took actually it took a long time for us to become friends again. Yeah, oh, and, and, what, and that's kind it? of the the nitty gritty of the whole like friends with benefits concept. I know a lot of you listening, a lot of people have asked us questions like, is it possible to be friends with benefits with someone without developing feelings for them, or without mm. one person having feelings, or like, is it going to ruin the friendship? Is it possible to go back to being friends after that? And and the reason I wanted us to talk about this is because we had a really rough time in our friendship after. And we yeah. had been really, really close for years. And it, took, it took over a year probably for us well, to get yeah. back to me. What was, the, to, what was the point of contention? What was the conversation that first was the impetus for the conflict between you two? What happened? I think it was, what it was, was that just time? a disconnect. Just, you know... You know, me wanting to talk to her when I was abroad and, okay. you know, her being, you know, busy at time. And obviously there was a six hour time difference too. Yeah. So it wasn't possible to really talk all the time. And out of that sort of honeymoon weekend, we, we I mean, it wasn't expectation. It was just like, oh, like, you know, we had a lot of fun. Um, we, we were friends to begin with. Like, we're not going to stop being friends. And it just got to a point where like, we, we weren't on the same page. Mm. And I, I just remember... I was, I, I did a 10 day trip in Spain by myself in the last couple of days, a couple of people from my program, I think a few Australian friends from my program in Germany were in Barcelona. So, you know, we had a, a lot to drink on, I think my second to last night or third to last What's night. What's that place called that everyone goes to? In Barcelona. So in wait, Bar- I, so I was there. So yeah. we went to dinner and then we ended up at Opium. That's it. That's it. Yeah. And... <laughs> And I, I don't even know. I don't really. I don't fully remember everything at this point. But it must have been. It was after three, probably in Barcelona, or maybe four. It, was it must have been like what nine, nine or ten in New York. It was late. And I just left OPM and called Alana and was just mad. And very, it wasn't, very, a, fun, very it wasn't a fun conversation. Very not fun. And Alana the next day was probably like, "I don't want to talk to this kid again. That that he sucks." Um, <laughs> but I was I was I was completely intoxicated and. Must and must have been very emotional. Oh All I know gosh. is the next day I had to haul my incredibly hungover ass to Park Well, and I was staying in the Gothic Quarter at Barcelona. And Park Well is far away from there. For anybody who's listening who's been to Barcelona, I'm sure some of you studied abroad there. Shout out Barca! It was a hike, and I was just hungover and feeling so crappy the entire day as I was trudging through Park Well trying to enjoy it. But and then from there, just. We we didn't talk as much to a point where we really didn't talk at all until yeah. until I got back. And 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 a lot of you can you describe this phone call your POV? What was what was going through your head during that phone call? I to be honest, I I really don't completely remember it. I remember it happening. I remember it being bad, but I don't remember any anything beyond that. It was tell, just, us, tell us more. <laughs> no, I'm I, I don't I don't know, but I know. Well, what, yeah. Obviously, you remember it being bad. What What was the phone call? What just give me like describe the phone. What was the phone call no, about? Like, Were you just like missing? You have her? all like, the details was, that like, I have. That my brain I was, has. I, if, if I could, I was probably yelling at a lot of that she was treating me poorly. Yes, in, in, not, in not so nice words. Ooh. And yet here is Alana during our scene of the people podcast, always playing yeah. the heartbroken. Yet here she is now playing the heartbreaker. 
Well, part partly. There Did you feel heartbroken? Where... Did you feel heartbroken, Alex? Are you talking to me? I was definitely yeah. upset. I was upset at times because we had that great weekend. We were really good friends before that. It's not like we had just started hooking up by meeting at a bar. We had been cultivating a friendship for, at that point, almost two years um, without the thought of, of anything happening because I had been mm-hmm. in a different relationship prior to that. So, yeah, to say I was upset after, after she left and upset about how things downward spiraled is accurate. <laughs> yeah. Alana, were you cognizant that he felt this way? I, I, I do think so. Like, unfortunately it was hard. It was hard because I left like feeling great about everything. And then, yeah, the time difference got in the way. I had literally just started a job like the week before I went away. Like I accepted the job being like, I have plans to travel to Europe a week after I'm starting. Is that okay? So I was like, I was super overwhelmed. I couldn't really like text at work. I couldn't like, I was like working really late. I was just so busy. And like in this new world, I also didn't really have like I was still living in different places. I was like jumping from apartment to apartment. I was like, it was a weird time in my life where I didn't mean to like put Alex on the back burner. I didn't mean to not be able to like continue what we had. It just, I think I was just really overwhelmed. And the one thing that I could like let go of, I guess was like that constant communication or like, enough communication we would have needed to keep things going. And I was in Europe at the time. So I had been, you know, I had, I had other, you know, trips planned, things like that, but I, it was a different kind of busy. Like I wasn't right. Law school in Europe, a semester abroad is not as intense as law school in, you know, in law school in the U S when, you know, so, you know, I had my classes. It wasn't, it wasn't difficult coursework. I didn't have to spend hours studying. So you, were, either, you, were, you, know, you were lonely too. Yeah. I was also living alone in yeah. in Germany. Yeah. So I had some people in my building, but besides sort of classes and weekends where I was traveling, there were a lot of times where I was alone. Yeah. Looking back on this experience, would you recommend the friends with benefit? Do the pros outweigh the cons for the friends with benefit relationship? It's hard because at times the pros absolutely outweigh the cons. And at times it's like, was that worth it? And I think that if, if it, this would have destroyed our friendship, I would say, don't do it. And and look, now especially is a time where everyone is in very different kinds of relationships, yeah. mm-hmm. situationships, full relationships, talking for three months before meeting up because of COVID, meeting up only outside, being uncomfortable, maybe going, you know, meeting somebody inside. So people define relationships in different ways now. Um, but met them, met them once and you're ready to get married. I mean, you know. And and, yeah, and, and, and I hear I hear that I hear that's you, John. I hear I hear you know twice. You meet, we met twice. You meet and I am ready here, to get yeah. and that's it. Like, and, and I have friends you like knew that after too. The first time you knew after the first meeting, I, I have friends first. like that too. <laughs> yeah. But you, you have to both be on the same page. I'm not yeah. saying write a contract because no one's going to do that. But <laughs> but you have to be on the same page and understand that it is likely, not necessarily probable or impossible, but it, it's likely that someone will develop feelings or develop some kind of like a crutch, like, you know, an expectation to want to be around the person, talk to that person more because they Someone's have this gonna relationship. Get hurt. So one yeah. or both people will get hurt, I think yeah. is what you have to understand. And, and I, like, I'm really grateful that we have been able to like get our friendship back to a great place, but it really did take a while and it was sad and it was mm-hmm. hard. And we have like yeah. a bunch of mutual friends and, and mutual ties that like it, it just like was an overall unpleasant experience, but like, yeah, there were some amazing moments and like great times. And like, I will remember that trip forever. It was one of the best trips I've ever been on, 
but and, and even the summer, even that summer too. I think we went to like a yeah. Sam Smith concert together. We went to the Sex Museum. The yeah, Museum we had, of we had sex, a lot of fun. Sorry. Wait, this is after? No, this, this, this is right right at the beginning. Hey, no. I know we just yeah. went through this whole Friends of Benefits thing and we kind of got into this big fight and now we're like on, you know, on thin ice, but we're trying to make it work. Do you want to go to the sex museum? I feel like that's <laughs> yeah, a great yeah. idea. Right. The museum. Yeah. So no, that was, that was pre, that was, that was pre that makes going, going to Europe. Yeah. And I think we went, yeah, we went to, we went to the, Smith, the Sam Smith concert one night at, at the garden, which was a lot of fun. Um, and just like spent a lot of the summer together hanging out, like whether it was like at friends' apartments or pregames or just in a lot well, of Well, yeah, that was the funny thing. We were like- Or, we or in my office. room with my brother not knowing what was going on. She yelled. Sorry. Sorry. Um, yeah. Well, that was the funny thing is like, like we'd, be in, we'd be in places together and it would be a secret. Like no, like we'd be with all of our friends and nobody knew. Yeah. Yeah, and like, sure. but, uh, here's, here's the one thing I'll say. And I remember like, this is such a big takeaway and like learned lesson that I had because I'm someone who like, I have a lot of different friends that I like tell a lot of things to, and mm. it actually felt so empowering and like incredible to have this one thing that was my own, that nobody was for like making me form opinions about that. Like everything about it, all of my thoughts came from myself and I didn't have to tell anyone. Yes, sometimes I like was lying about where I was, but it just it felt really empowering to do something, I guess, for myself and, and by myself. You know, without, I remember you, you know, saying that until and, we made it public yeah. on our podcast. Right. Yeah. Well, we, well, we, we did post. We posted from 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 Europe, I think. And my and we told were, our friends, and they were like, "What the fuck?" Yeah. After oh, that, my my yeah. my brother. I lived with my brother and a friend at the time, and and I didn't say anything, and. They just, they just, they didn't know. We would like go into my room. We'd say we were watching New Girl. Yeah, which is something like we would have done. Maybe you did do, but there was also other stuff happening. Okay, uh, final yeah. question for you guys: Is there a future for Alex and Alana? Well, I can flip that question right back to you guys, I guess, too. Right? Isn't that? Isn't that the thing? <laughs> there is no future for Alana and I. We're we're, business, we're good friends. We're business partners. There's Alana and I are seeing other people. Uh, yeah. There's a future for us. In, we're all seeing in, other in a, people here in a in a friendship. Yes. And yeah, hopefully exactly. we'll be at each other's weddings and milestone life events. Yeah. Yes. That I and like. That I like a lot. I will be at both of your weddings to other people. Because yeah. we're big dancers. So. Yes. I like this. I like this for you guys. But yeah. Alex, we appreciate you coming on to the show and talking to us Jonah, about this. Alana, <laughs> thank you for having me. It was great to meet you, Jonah. I heard so much. I've listened to a lot of these episodes, so. This is a fun one because we uh, we 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 prefaced this segment with a couple different people who have sort of uh-huh. talked about how they met people digitally but not on the apps. So this is going to be a fun way for everyone to sort of hear it in action. I do love the elevator meet cute. I'm a big fan of that uh, for you guys. It was yeah. Great. I hope people enjoy it. Thanks for having me. Wait, wait, wait. Last last oh. thing before before you go, um, Alex, okay. do you have if you had to give one piece of dating advice to our listeners? You're a very smart, wise man. What would you say? Oh. Easy. Be yourself. Be unabashedly yourself. Right. Mm-hmm. I have so many interests and hobbies and I like to get to know somebody. I like someone to get to know me. Um, don't be afraid to share things that you're passionate about, things you're interested about. Um, and look, someone might not be right for you there. You know, that person might not be interested in what you're interested, but somebody will. People will. And people like to know the authentic you. So I always say you do you because you can only do only you can do you best. You do you because only you can do you best. I love Absolutely that. love that. That's how I live my life. Just and be you. Share. We're all very much like that, the three of us. 
And don't take it super seriously all the time. (laughs) And taking a little break to give a quick shout out to our amazing sponsor, Mindset Wellness CBD. As you know, we are obsessed with their CBD gummies right now in my hand. I am holding the Calm gummies. Jonah has the Rest gummies, right? Is that what those are? Yeah, I see the rest Rest gummies. First of all, they taste fucking phenomenal, if I might say myself. Um, but seriously, these gummies are amazing. They really have helped me with my anxiety and especially my dating anxiety, which you all know way too much about. Um, but they taste really great. They don't get you high. They just make you feel better and, and give you the mindset that you want to be in, which is why they have products for different mindsets. And um, we really love them and we take them. I literally take these every day now, if depending if it's the happy one or the rest one or the calm one, whatever I need. And um, if you want to get some, we, of course, hooked you up with 10% off and free shipping. So head to MindsetWellnessCBD.com and use code seeing other people at checkout. Back to the episode. Because it's right. not meant to be taken. It's not meant to be taken seriously all the time. On that note, everyone, <laughs> thank you for listening. Don't forget, please, pretty please, send this to a friend if you liked it. If you want to support us, uh, give us a five star rating on the Apple Podcast app on iTunes. And if you want to hear more and more details about our dating life and get lots of awesome perks, definitely subscribe to our Patreon. Bye, everybody. Thank you. Bye. Thanks, Alex. Thanks. Thanks.